The doctor shone a bright light into Kay's right eye, then pulled it away a couple of times. He did the same with the left eye. Kay flinched each time at the bright light. Does that bother you, Kay? Kay nodded. He then took hold of his stethoscope, warming it with his hands. This might be a bit cold, he said to Kay. Kay welcomed the coolness. That's just fine, he said. Kay smiled. Taking each of her hands in turn, he gently massaged them. Do they feel okay? Is there any numbness? He asked. No, whispered Kay. Good. You are doing brilliantly so far. Both your arms, hands look just fine, he said. The nurse lifted the bedclothes off Kay's legs. Now, Kay, I want you to keep your eyes closed for a few minutes, said the doctor. He put a pen from his pocket of his white coat. He moved the pen lightly up along the base of Kay's foot. Kate's, Kay's leg jerked and she bent her knee. He repeated the test on the other foot, thankfully with the same result. He returned to the head of the bed. Kay, you will be very weak for a while. We will keep you on. Uh, Keep the overhead light off and close the blinds till your eyes adjust to the daylight again. Your pupils are reacting fine. We will continue the physiotherapy. Nurse, she will need up three times a day. I'm keeping her on fluids for the next couple of days. I'm sure you would love a glass of water, Kay. Kay said, no, I'd love a cup of tea and a piece of toast. The nurse and doctor filled the room with laughter. That we can do, said the nurse. Is there anything else you would like to ask, said the doctor. How long have I been missing, asked Kay. That's a nice way to put it, said the nurse. Almost six months, said the doctor. Kay was sleeping peacefully when the physiotherapist gently woke her. Hello, Kay. I've been waiting a long time. To officially meet you. I'm Angie. I have been working with you with my team for the past six months. We're so happy for you. Now it is our job to get you back up on your feet as soon as possible. Thank you so much, said Kay. We are working with you. We were working with you once a day. Now we will be continuing to work with you three times a day. Take it gentle and steady building up your muscle strength and tone. Do you feel up to a bit of movement now? I'll give it a go, said Kay. Angie started massaging her hands. That feels so good, said Kay. I need you to do a little bit of work now. I just want you to close and open your right hand as much as you can. Remember there's nothing wrong with your hand. It's just that you haven't used it for a while. Nothing happened for a moment. Then Kay's hands started to close. Good girl, said Angie. Angie, now let's work your left hand. Soon Kay was massaging her own hands, rubbing them together. That's what I like to see. You will have me out of a job in no time, smiled Angie. I'm going to leave you to say hello to your body. Remember, it's all working. It's just... You just have to spend some time reconnecting with it. Try moving your ankles. There is no hurry, so don't overdo it. 
I need you to drink some water a couple of, in a couple of days. We hope to get you off the drip. So I want you to work with on your swallow muscles as much as you can. Remember, it's working. It just needs to be retrained. So much of this work is in your hands, Kay. But don't push too hard. I can see you're a real trier. The physiotherapy team is made up of four, th of four therapists, three young girls, Shona, Emily and Angie, obviously good friends that enjoy a good night on the town when they get one. The fourth is a young man called Dan. He is a tall, slim man with green eyes and fair hair. He was the first of the team to come into Kay and introduce himself this morning. Hi, Sleeping Beauty. I don't know if you could hear us, but that was the name we used for you, uh, Kay, when we were exchanging notes and making reports. I hope you don't mind, said Dan. I have been called a lot worse, but please call me Kay now that I am awake. Of course, said Dan, smiling at Kay. Now, it's early days, but how do you feel about moving movement? You're moving your wrist. What have you been doing so far? Kay slowly brought her hands together and started massaging them. Wow! To do that, do you know how many arm and hand muscles you are exercising? You're even getting some back muscles going, said Dan. Kay bent her knees up with a lot of effort. That is so good. To do that, you are working all the tendons and ligaments from your hip right down to your toes. He gently helped her to straighten her leg again. Kay couldn't believe how tired that little bit of movement had made her. It will be a while before I'm hopping around on the dance floor with the girls, she thought. She was nodding off again when an excited Rachel burst into the room. Oh my God, Kay, thank God you're back. How, how are you? Can you hear me? Can you talk? The words falling out of Rachel's mouth in one long gush. Can I touch you? Kay answered with a smile, her voice still very low. I'm all here and working, though very stiff. It will take a while. I just have to remind all the parts of my body what their job is. I'm a very lucky woman. Susan has been a rock to me. Ah, oh, said Rachel. Thank God you work in the telephone exchange. She kept me updated all the time. She's a true friend. We have gotten very close. I think this will be the first time we will get a chance to share the same friend. I'm so happy with that. God knows we didn't get much chance as a child, said Kay. Susan slept here any night she could. She spent most of her time holding her hand, massaging them in turn, said Rachel. That's funny. That's the first thing I learned to do when I woke up. I just remember. I must remember to thank her when I see her, said Kay. Would you like some water, asked Rachel. Yes, I need to use a straw. They're over there, I think. Rachel organised the drink and held it to uh, Kay's mouth so as she could drink easily. I was told to drink as much as I can to exercise my swallow. 
but they but they've forgotten. I can't get it myself, said Kay. I'll have a word with the nurse when I'm heading off. They're so busy, it's important that they have it clearly on their to-do list, answered Rachel, a nurse herself, knew just how to approach the subject with the nurse on without sounding bossy. Rachel headed over to the nurse's station, as she always did when leaving the hospital. Thank you, girl, she said. You must be over the moon, said a young nurse. Yes, after such a long time of praying and hoping. I have just given her a drink of water. Thank you for the straws. For a moment I was just going to leave it for her. Then I realised she couldn't do it on her own. It took her a while to get the straw going, but she did. Work as I work as a nurse and I didn't realise how much help she still needs. I'm just so tired, I suppose, said Rachel. Not to worry. I'll make sure that a reminder is on the chart. We are just so used to her being on automatic feed and fluids, said the young nurse. Rachel headed for the nearest post office to send a telegram home. She knew Mam and Pat would think the worst when it arrived. Rachel couldn't help this. It would quickly turn to tears of joy once they read it. She wanted them to hear the good news as soon as possible. They had no phone. Once a week they would head to the GPO on O'Connell Street every Wednesday evening. They queued in line in the indoor boxes, phone boxes, till they heard a set of two rings. They knew it was Kay calling. Then they could talk as long as they like as Kay put the call through for free. There had been no perks with her new job. Today was Thursday. A letter in wartime could take weeks. She had some time on her hands before she would catch the train back to Manchester. So she decided to splash out on a coffee and a cream bun. Heading into the cafe rem reminded her of the day her family had met her off the boat. Her mam had shouted them all tea and a scone. God, I'd love a fruit scone now. The English have many different types of buns, and but they just don't seem to understand a scone. The cafe was full and buzzing with life. Most of them were in some form of uniform. Everybody just joined a table where there was a free seat. Rachel joined a table of an elderly couple. As soon as she sat down, they began to chat to her. Ah, Irish, she thought straight away. They had started talking about the lovely weather today. They were delighted when they heard her Irish accent. Kay, Rachel was delighted to be able to share her good news with them. They seemed genuinely happy for her. They had three sons away fighting. Rachel couldn't wait to tell Kay when she was well enough to enjoy listening to what was going on in Rachel's life. She had finally fallen in love. Just the thought of Frankie made her feel good. He was an engineer and, and his work was very much in demand. There were so many buildings bombed out in England 
that he was travelling a lot of the time, Kay would enjoy Rachel's romantic stories. He was from an Italian family. His grandfather had moved his young family to Ireland at the end of World War I. There had been plenty of work for a tile maker in Dublin. He had mostly worked on church floors, laying thousands of handmade tiny tiles in intricate patterns. Frankie said they were works of art all over Ireland. Rachel couldn't wait to go touring around Ireland with Frankie, visiting his, fr- his grandfather's floors. Back to reality. The train was pulling into Manchester. Rachel had to head straight to the hospital and start a night shift. She shared a room with Lena, who was from Derry in Northern Ireland. She was a tiny young woman with big blue eyes and black hair. A very thoughtful friend, full of fun. She had rallied the other nurses around to support Rachel when she had got the news that Rachel's sister had been caught up in a bomb blast in London. Lena had ironed and laid out on the bed Rachel's uniform. Rachel was delighted to see it as she arrived back into their room, rushing now through the grounds that they had no time to enjoy the view. The nurse's house is in the hospital grounds. With its lovely greenery, they are a pleasure to walk through. Lena, you're a star. I can't thank you enough. How was it? asked Lena. Oh, so good to see her. I'll tell you when we get a bit of quiet time, if we get a bit of quiet time, said Rachel, as they both ran across the grass. Carmel had arrived on our bike with a big smile and a basket of apples and eggs from the farm where she was working. She had seen Kay for the first time. She had been taken aback. Kay looked a shadow of herself. Today she was glowing, a tanned skin full of energy and life. Hey you, called Carmen. Kay was already getting off the green garden bench, heading over to give Carmen a hug. These are for Mrs Shaw, said Carmen. Mrs Shaw was Susan's mother. She had insisted that Kay stayed in their home to recuperate when Kay was ready to leave the hospital. Kay loved it here in Wellingborough. It was a country town famous for the wells it had that had been discovered around the town. It was about an hour or so from London. Because of its beautiful lakes and wells, the quiet, quaint village drew crowds from London. The wells were believed to have a healing properties and people of London used it as a welcome escape from the noise of London. I'm so glad you became a land girl instead of a soldier, said Kay, looking down at the contents of the basket. Us land girls have to keep the country on its feet. Our duty to feed recuperating soldiers, laughed Carmen. It was a very hot blue-skied summer day. Hard to believe that they were in the middle of a war at this moment. Mrs Shaw brought them out some welcome cool water to drink as they sat chatting. You're not really going back to London next week. It's been grand having you here, 
having someone I know I can spend my time off with. I'll really miss you, said Carmen. Has to be done. I have to go back into the swing of things, said Kay. Well, we'll be giving you a send-off to remember Friday night. You'll get to meet my Philip. I'm so happy for you, Carmen. Does this mean you'll be staying in England after the war, smiled Carmen. Carmen's face took on a dreamy look as she sighed, yes.